Welcome to the True Answers Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Reese. In a world of deception, we want to help you discover true answers. Hey, welcome back to the True Answers Podcast. I'm Rob and Reese is here with me. We are going to talk today about how do we know God is real? So this is a super important question because it will determine how you live the rest of your life um, based on the answer that we that we talk about today. So Reese, I know you've done some study on this and it's pretty exciting to share how we found that God is real. Yeah, I am really, really excited about this episode because this um, is like a fundamental principle. It's, it's a fundamental truth, number one, because we know that God exists, but uh, it's, it's fundamental in the fact that the Bible says that in order to approach God, you first have to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So through our experiences in seeking God, we have come to find that he does exist. Yes. And I do want to just point out, neither Rob, you know what, I won't even speak for Rob. I'll just speak for myself. I'm not an expert. <laughs> this is all the stuff that we're going to talk about is um, just study that we've done. Uh, I did a lot of study and I do want to throw this disclaimer out too. Um, I was talking to Rob before the podcast and in order to truly do this question justice, I took a lot of time over the past uh, month or so to read and watch um, debates and arguments. Uh, I read a lot of articles that were pro-atheist. I read a lot of articles that were like very scientific. I read articles that were Christian science, and then I've read a lot of Christian articles. So I tried to get a big scope of of what we're going to talk about. Yeah, there's a lot of people that say there is no God, and there's a lot of people that say there is a God. Right. And someone is right and someone is wrong. So we want to bring yeah. a true answer today. Right. So the first thing that we could talk about, Rob, is the creation of the universe. Cause How did we get here? <laughs> How did it all happen? Right. So actually... Um, go back and listen to that, the podcast, one of the first podcasts that we did on why on earth are we here? Um, cause that'll give you a little bit of a glimpse into the purpose on why the universe is created and why we're here on the earth. Um, but first off, I did a lot of study on the universe. So this answers the question on how are we here? Right. And it's, it's based on, you know, God being existing. Right. So let's start with um, the perspective of someone who believes there is no God. So nothing. There, there was nothing before the universe. There was um, some core fundamental principles, whether mathematic or chemical or whatever, that created life. Sure. So the, again, this is from... From someone who does not believe in God, I, I just want to give everybody the the arguments, both sides, right? So, from that perspective, uh, a lot of a, a lot of atheists or just people who believe, maybe agnostics, whatever, that that God was not involved in the creation, or in their words, was not involved in the birth of life or the birth of the universe. There's a couple different things, a couple different theories. Number one is that. There's an infant 
infinite amount of universes that are being created at every moment. And some of them are created where the protons are too big. Some of them are created where the clouds are pink and whatever. And it's, it's, it's always different. And those subtle differences create unstable universes, which ultimately collapse and restart. Right. And ours just so happened to be the perfect balance in order to support life and to continue going. So for that, that's one argument. Sure. For that to happen by chance, it's almost like when you go to the store and you get a Lego set for, for Christmas. So somebody might do that or for a birthday and you take that, you take that box, you, uh, I'll even say you open up the plastic bags and put all the pieces together in the box, put, put all the pieces individually in the box and shake it enough. And you'll come out with the, the design that's shown on the front of the box. Right. If you, if you do it long enough and hard enough, you, you'll get that result. And that's, right. that's kind of the, the premise on how mm-hmm. did we come here by chance. Right. And pe- people will also use the argument because a lot of Christians, we come back to that argument and say, well, it's so unlikely that that could happen. It's so unlikely that it just so happened that our universe is perfectly balanced so that it can sustain life. And someone who does not believe in God could come back to that and say, just because it's unlikely, does that mean it's impossible? No, you could shake the box long enough and the Legos would come together. But you do have to go to the store and get the box and the Legos. <laughs> right, right. So so the whole, the whole point, uh, honestly, is just illogical. It doesn't make sense that the universe was created that way. And there's actually a, a pretty famous philosopher. I forget his name. I'll actually put like some of the notes uh, in the description, like so you can kind of fact check us. But there was, a, uh, there was a pretty prominent philosopher who was an atheist who even admitted that the atheist cannot disprove God. So there's still, and, and this is someone who does not believe in God, they said there is still a probability that God exists. And it's, it's true. We know God exists. But it's because the, for that to happen at that scale, for the universe to be created from nothing, it doesn't make sense. And actually the laws of thermodynamics say that you cannot produce chaos from, from or, or you can't produce order from chaos. You can't get something out of nothing. You can't just create matter at a, on a whim. You can't create energy like that. So for that to happen, there's got to be some some kind of seed that starts it. Yeah, a fundamental law of thermodynamics is nothing can be created or destroyed, matter or energy. Right. You're an engineer. You probably know a little <laughs> bit more about that than I do. Just enough to be dangerous. <laughs> um, I'm going to. This is where that... we're getting into physics territory a little bit. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and and we talked about this too, Reese. Um, when you come up with this question, we want to grab things beyond the Bible because mm-hmm. a lot of people who are asking the question, does God exist, may not have a foundation in the Bible anyway right. or believe in it. But I want to read Psalm 34, 8. It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. So that's a challenge I have for people that uh, that doubt. If you do search for the Lord, and I think this is another scripture, Mm -hmm. search for the Lord and you will find him. Mm -hmm. Knock, the door will be opened. Yep. So if you give it a try, you'll you'll find out. 
Right. You'll find out. And that's why in this podcast, if you're listening and you do not share our beliefs, like you, you don't believe that a God exists, um, that you identify, you know, as an atheist, agnostic, whatever it is, if maybe you, you think there could be a God, but you don't know, we just want to encourage you because believe us, we've listened and we're willing to listen to the other side of the argument. We're willing to listen to your perspective. So I would just ask that, I know we've already covered some, but going forward, please keep an open mind when you're listening to this podcast as we've kept an open mind listening to the other side of the argument. Um, So, you know, just going beyond that, going back to the universe, we know that nothing cannot create something. It doesn't happen. So for someone to say that the there was nothing before the universe and then all of a sudden there was a big bang or there was some kind of cataclysmic event that started the world spinning that started the stars in the sky that started life on earth uh that's highly improbable and not likely at all um the universe had to come from something. There's, there's actually a, a professor at Oxford University named Anthony Kinney that says that it does not make sense to believe that the universe came from nothing. There must have been a cause for the universe to exist. And you can break his argument down in three pieces. Everything begins to exist, or everything that does begin to exist has a cause. So something happened to cause something to exist. So there had to be something there first. But then we also know the universe began to exist at some point in time because we're all here. So it had to start somewhere. So if you believe that everything that exists started with something, started with a cause and there was an effect, and that the universe began to exist at one point, then it's logical to say that the universe has a cause, that something caused the universe to exist. Time and matter had a beginning. Right. Because... um, and we talked about this just a little bit ago, Rob, that physicists and mathematicians, which we know pretty much everything that we can observe in life right now has underpinnings in mathematics. That's what physics is. It, it explains the mathematics behind the way gravity works. You know, like Isaac Newton is the big one, the mm-hmm. apple falling on the head. Mathematics explained why the apple fell, fell from the tree and hit him in the head and why it didn't just suspend in the sky and didn't move. Yeah, he came up with the the gravitational law of physics that looked at two spheres in space and determined the equation between the mass and the distance between them, how much force there is between the two bodies. Did you know that when Isaac Newton first delivered those um, those scientific principles, those, phys- what would you call it, the laws of physics, of yep. gravity, did you know that people accused him of of the occult? Wow. They did not believe him. They said their argument was the only reason why it happened is because God willed it to happen. And that's true, right, in that perspective, because God is the one who, God invented math. God right. invented physics. He invented how the, world's, how the world works. He invented gravity. So what they were saying was true, that it's because of God's will that it fell from the tree and hit you in the head. But what Isaac Newton was doing was applying the mathematics to God's plan. He was illuminating to them what God had already created. He was just showing them how it worked. This, yes, it's God's will that that gravity is here and that we don't just float off the earth. It is God's will. 
but this is how God did it, right? And yeah. we won't know everything about how God does stuff, right? We, like, like we don't know what was, we don't know what the nature of anything was before creation. All we know is that the Bible tells us God is the one who created the heavens and the earth. He created the universe. He created everything. But what was it like beforehand? We don't know. There was Time a- and space did not exist. Right. And even the angels had a beginning. So he created angels. He right. created humans. He created, you know, the animals, the planet. So before all of that, there was only God. Right. It was it was eternity. Yes. Which eternity has no time and space either. That's why it's so difficult for us to wrap our heads around how eternity works and where God lives and and the cool thing that we mentioned in a another podcast was that when God interacts with our world, that's where eternity and time meet because God lives in a place that doesn't have time and when we get to heaven, there will be no time anymore. It, we won't perceive, I don't believe, that we'll perceive time and space the same because it's an eternal plane. In fact, he lives regardless if there is a place. Right. He's, the Bible describes, or his name actually, Jehovah, the self-existent one, he is, he's the only thing that keeps himself in existence. It's, and the Bible also goes on to say that by him, speaking of Jesus, because this is a New Testament, all things consist or are held mm. together. Right that he's the one that was there before there was anything. There wasn't nothing before the universe. There was God. And to try and wrap our heads around that, we can't even do that thought justice because we don't understand how it works. There is no math or physics for that because that is where, that's God's plane. That's not ours. That's right. Interesting thing about the place where God dwells. So he... He existed before there was a place to dwell, and then he created eternity, and he dwells in the heavens is how we could imagine it, is because it's beyond our reach, it's beyond our grasp. And what's so amazing is, and it's it's what only God can do, is he created a place within us when he designed us for him to fill. And that's why we can search and look in so many places and not find fulfillment. It's because God designed that place that only he can fill. Yeah. I also found it interesting that in a lot of, um, sorry, I was moving really far away from the mic. In a lot of the uh, articles that I read, even from uh, atheist, atheist or agnostic authors, they reference um, the human spirit a lot. And I found it ironic how people can believe in a spirit or a soul yeah. inside ourselves, but not believe in a spirit uh, that is God. Because the Bible says that God is a spirit. And actually in the New Testament, it goes on to say that the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. I wonder if they believe that that spirit in them is God. Possibly. That could be. Possibly. That could be, because that is another argument that there is no God. So we're our own, we're the gods of our own universe, our own own destiny or, you know. My own spirit is God. Right. I determine what, what is real, what is, what matters. I'm my own man or I'm my own woman or whatever you want to say, which um, I understand looking at that from a fleshly perspective, how attractive that, uh, that argument is because it gives us the illusion that we have control. 
over our own life. You know what? Actually, it's, it's not an illusion. We do have control over our own life because God gave us free will. I think there's two things we have control over. There's your effort and your attitude. Mm. Heard yeah. that from Robert Tisdale. I didn't <laughs> come up with that myself. <laughs> that's a good one. You're, you're <laughs> in control of your effort and your attitude. But that's a very appealing uh, message. I agree. I would totally agree. I would say be, um, I would say atheism is doesn't make sense, but it is very attractive. And we can figure out a way to justify something that is attractive to us. Yeah. Like pick any addiction that you want to pick and we can justify why we want to do that thing, whether or not it's right or good or what we should be doing. Mm. You know, I got another mystery that I wanted to get your perspective on. Uh, so one, th one thing that I found a lot of Christians point out and a lot of atheists do not have an answer for is consciousness, mm. human consciousness, because science can't explain it. Uh, medicine doesn't understand why we have consciousness, like why we're able to think and have abstract thoughts and, be able to uh, formulate those thoughts into beliefs and, and that just the fact that we're awake, that we perceive the world in the way that we do, it doesn't make sense and there's no science to support it. And that was, uh, I wanted to see what you thought about that because uh, there were a lot of Christians that pointed out and that is evidence that there is an intelligent creator because the Bible says that we're created in the image of God. And God has consciousness, obviously, because he thought to create the heavens and the earth. He has plans, the Bible says. He knows the end from the beginning. So he's a conscious being. And a lot of Christians point that out, that that, that in and of itself is evidence of an intelligent creator. And atheists do not have an answer for it. Yeah, it, that is pretty interesting to think about. It makes me think of intelligent design because for us to have that consciousness there's so many systems that God put in our physical being to make that happen. The nervous system, the, the, the heart and the blood, the, um, I mean, circulatory, the, and then how you breathe, how, how your brain brings messages. It is incredible how intricate and how amazing God designed the human body to function. And that also made me think of how if it was possible to create life, the scientists would have figured it out by now. They've been trying to replicate, duplicate the creation of life. They've tried been doing it in lab experiments, but they've come to nothing because God is the only one who can give life. Mm -hmm. And I would say God is the only one who can give that consciousness that's why it doesn't make sense for it to come from anything. So that's, that is something really interesting to think about. Yeah, isn't that a crazy question? And one thing, and this is a legitimate fallacy in evolution, and this is something that Christians who focus on this idea of consciousness being an evidence that there is an intelligent creator, they often ask evolutionary scientists or just people who believe evolution, because it's not a science, but they, a lot of Christians will ask, how could evolution develop consciousness in a, in, in a being 
in a living organism? And how is it that only humankind has consciousness the way that we do if evolution was at play? Like, how is that possible? Wouldn't there be more forms of life that would have, like, yes, there's the argument that, you know, animals or whatever have some base level of consciousness. And that's true. Some of them do have memory and whatever, but not to the capacity of a human. And what's interesting is if you're following the evolutionary thought, it's simple creatures become more complex and, you know, the amoeba becomes a tadpole, becomes a frog, becomes a mammal, becomes human. If that was happened and we are so high level right now, how is it that humans aren't able to make frogs have consciousness and communicate? And Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't make sense. It's interesting. So we're already coming up on 20 minutes. Um, Should make this a part two. I think we're going to have to. So I guess my whole argument, or at least the points that I wanted to bring up today, because I got a... I got a bunch more that I want to talk about uh, in another podcast. But the points that I wanted to bring up today is that it is illogical. I'm careful not to say impossible because when you start to make declarations like that, you end up with people coming back and say, well, is it really impossible? We already talked about the statistics. You know, it's extremely unlikely, like highly, highly unlikely that this universe developed without some kind of intelligent design. So unlikely that it's easier to believe that there, or it takes less faith, I would say, and we've talked about this before, it takes less faith to believe that a God created it than to believe that it just happened by chance. Right. It takes more faith to believe that insignificant, you know, whatever, that the universe is all by chance. So so my whole point tonight is that it is illogical to think that the universe came from nothing doesn't make sense. We can't observe any other place in our known world where something comes from nothing. Even in a vacuum, there is something there. So then, um, so that's, that's the thing about the universe. And then how God is the only one who could have existed before the universe. There was no time or space. Mathematics can't even figure that out yet. And I don't think we ever will. Because that, that's a plane that God dwells on, not us. I think that's beyond our grasp. But then also the whole fact about human consciousness, there's no good answer from any evolutionary person on how evolution could have developed consciousness. And we can't, we can't observe any other animal evolving to have consciousness or evolving at all. We don't see it. It doesn't happen. Not the way that, it's not measurable, say, observable, repeatable. It's right. Not scientifically shown. No, no, it's not because it hasn't happened. Like so far as we can see. Only micro evolution changes within a species. This bird has a little bit bigger beak than this one, but right. the bird didn't turn into a Yeah, a and bat. genetic genetic stuff too, like mm-hmm. genetic mutations. Like we are seeing less and less people who have blonde hair and red hair. But that doesn't mean that we're evolving out of blonde and red hair just means that there's genetic differences, you know. Mm-hmm. There's genetic intermingling or mutations happening, and that stuff does happen, you know. But uh, the whole Darwinism evolution, it it's not real. Even scientists nowadays say the way that Darwin laid it out, we shouldn't believe that anymore. Darwin himself admitted that 
what he presented was not accurate. Right. So I guess that's the whole point of tonight. And next week, we will continue with how do I know God exists? And the things that that we want to cover are um, objective morality and the historical perspective of Jesus's resurrection. Because Christians, we know that that is the cornerstone of Christianity, the resurrection of Jesus. We know what the Bible says about it, but what does history say about it? And then um, also just the fact that we're able to experience God, that he's not just a thought. You can have an encounter with God, and we'll talk about that all next week. So thank you all so much, and thank you, Rob, for letting me talk so much. I did a lot of study. I appreciate you letting me, like, just info dump. It's good stuff. Um, So, yeah, but we'll, we'll catch you next week. Thank you all so much for listening. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of True Answers. Rob and I have really enjoyed bringing this type of content to you. And we also wanted to let you know that you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any other place that you receive your podcasts from. Thank you so much. God bless you and keep seeking for true answers. Thank you.